Good, good morning. This is Mike. I'm coming at you without my headset today. I'm just using the phone. We'll see how that works. It's been quite some time since you heard my voice. And I haven't published anything on the podcast in a while. Except for that one episode that I mixed. And I'm not even sure I'm going to publish this one. But I'm enjoying my walk in the morning so much, and I just wanted to share you the beauty of nature. Share with you the beauty of nature. I'm in the endless mountains, and I just walked up this hill. They're more like hills than mountains. But there's sure a lot of them. I mean, there's definitely mountains here. And steep hills. Lots of guys with pickup trucks. Yeah, this is northern Pennsylvania, and uh, the weather, the climate, is a couple of weeks behind uh, where we live in Trenton. Um, for example, the uh, raspberries now. The first raspberries, or they're black raspberries, um, small ones, pretty sweet, and those are uh, fruiting here, but they're already finished down where I live. So things here are just a little bit behind, I guess because it's farther north and colder, and it's also higher up, but it's really beautiful. And um, there's some great spectral effects that are very hard to capture on the camera with the sunlight coming through the clouds and mist over the mountains and birds, which you probably could hear, woodpeckers, and uh, rabbits. Now, I haven't seen too many deer up here, I guess because they get hunted. And... uh, (laughs) In Trenton, there's a humongous population of deer. And there they get fed. So I've been making progress with my uh, deep learning model. And um, these recordings help me articulate myself. And I've been really thinking about superficial knowledge versus deep knowledge. Superficial understanding versus deep understanding. And deep learning. as a um, metaphor for the human brain. So I have um, made some new steps in my um, I've made some new steps 
Well, I really didn't explain what I just said. I just said it. <clears throat> just touched on some points, but um, it, there's an intuition here, and um, so we have intuition or gut feeling. And I think the intuition or gut feeling or maybe instinct, an instinctual understanding of something, that is um, maybe even deeper than, let's say, a mental understanding. They say that the gut feeling is also through the neurons of the stomach. trying to say here is that maybe our intuition or our intuitive understanding of something is like the uh, deep learning where you have just neural networks internal networks that are not necessarily connected with the outside, that they are just nodes, uh, random nodes that capture some type of information, like the collective unconsciousness. Like dreams, and that these internal nodes don't necessarily represent a finished something. They could be genetic. There's been sh some theories that some of our collective unconsciousness is genetic. There are some theories that the collective unconsciousness is something global or universal, that there is some kind of force field or some kind of energy that might be Gaia or the human collective buzzing. They say that thoughts are energy. I guess those energies could resonate. Um,
they say uh, our cells regenerate and parts of our cells, old cells die in our life every seven years. So I wonder when kids become seven, if they go through like a metamorphosis. From the baby to the uh, stage two. And what is that transfer of knowledge? How does the brain refresh itself? How does it transfer information from one generation to the next inside of the brain? What's the housekeeping system like? And is that not our dreams, our fantasies, our unconsciousness? Do they store information in the matrix somehow? of internal networks that may be too complicated to understand. Little fragments of information somehow connected. Is that our intuition? And are these just like numbers? Not really Are they just neurons with activation energy, like biases? Or are they actually configurations of neurons, like how do they grow, like physical patterns, like physical wiring? How are the biases actually encoded? How are the neurons actually trained? How do the activation energies work? Well, we know there's some kind of ACH, some kind of energy that's being transferred or released, little capsules that take 20 minutes to recycle and re reload. That's why you should use different parts of your brain after 20 minutes when you fire all those. So I'm going to say now that the actually the introspection or the observation of the mind, if in pictures, if it occurs in the mind, would be just a process of the mind. The seeing of images in the mind is just a process of the mind interpreting some kind of data, so it's some kind of higher level function. And there's got to be lower level functions where the data that's being observed is not visualized. That the visualization of something will require energy being used. Like kind of like a consumer. So the mind's eye is like a consumer of something, like an endpoint. Consciousness. You know, that little, or the voice in your head is like a consumer of stre a stream. 
your thinking process as a producer and consumer, like producing hypotheses, testing them, scientific method type thing. Um, that's a mental process, manipulating information with an input and an output, like an autoencoder of some kind, where the mental thoughts are like autoencoded. So the question becomes then, what is the form of these thoughts? like what is the form of the autoencoding what is the size of your network what is the what is your model and i think we could have different models <clears throat> but my 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 little breakthrough was we were talking about the meaning of a word and the meaning the source of a word whether clap to clap and the german word klappen are similar or not and I was thinking well the word clap is more like the sound and the clapping holding could also be a sound because something could clap when it's something could clap when it slaps together So we were thinking about that out loud, and I was just thinking, wow, what if these words are numbers? What if they're neural energies? And I think that the numbers are really the measurements. The number expressed in the artificial neural network is really just a measurement or a metric, and that the numbers in the brain, I guess they could be... Um, <clears throat> I think I'm just getting distracted here. So maybe the activation energies or the energies traveling down the pathways, the um, electrons traveling, like the impulses, that those could be numbers, like how many electrons are traveling, right, um, down a neuron. Like what is the, the strength of that pulse? Is it a weak or a strong pulse? Okay. Like is it firing? Is it fire? I'm pretty sure that they'll have weak and strong signals. That they're not all the same, but maybe they are all the same, and they're just encoded in patterns. But you've got timing, the timing of the pulses. So I don't know if they're going to be weak or strong or not. Like how values are encoded in the brain. I should have paid more attention. Attention. I should have paid more attention 
but we're going to go back and revisit this. We're going to get a better understanding of the actual encoding. But I think that we can say that the artificial neural network is an abstraction, a simplification, that they're not actual numbers. I mean, there are actual numbers of neurons. There are actual atoms involved. There are actual numbers of electrons moving. There's gates or pathways. There's Spannung. There's the um, differential. Differentials. So complicated systems. So we're going to, um, oh yeah, and there's the coding, there's the coding of the neurons. So Just spitting out random knowledge here. Just random facts. But I remember, but I don't remember everything. So my model is incomplete. I have some limited understanding, some basic concepts. So I'm building my own model. And I'm building it with some kind of language. I'm building some kind of internal model. And I can reflect over those models. describe them, symbolize them, and then observe those symbols. So we've got some kind of generator of symbols, semiosis, Umberto Eco would be proud of me. We've got a symbol generator, we've got a symbol interpreter, and um, we've got a hypothesis, an experiment going on, and we're trying to understand and build up a solid model trying to train those networks. So by training the network, we improve on our internal model, which can then be expressed in symbols and reflected upon. So we have some internal model, and we have some kind of reflection function for looking at it. Some kind of introspection going on. kind of meditation or looking at one's own mind and but that's a higher level function and um, I think what Buddha was trying to get at is that those higher level functions are illusions there are constructs that we create and they're also consuming so the question is is there a consciousness outside of the mind or a base level consciousness. The actual being without the mind. Like, can we get out of our minds? Can we get out of the construct? The artificial construct of simulating the world in neurons. So the world simulated in the neurons is not the mind. 
is the simulation of the world in the neurons with biases. Can we become aware of our own biases? become aware of our biases, aware of our neurons? Can we escape them? Is there a thing outside of that? So that's what we're going to think about today. All right. Take care.